Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Roughhouse Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roughhouse Podcast, episode number 356, recording date January 28th, 2024. I am Marty. I'm Kristoff, and, uh, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a short one where, you know, yeah. there's really not a lot that happened this past week. No, um, no, you know, not was, at all. There was, there's a show or two, um, you, you know, I mean, I, I guess so, some you know, slight storyline advancement, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's some, some wacky matches on, on dynamite. And yeah. Tony, uh, you know, being very excited for his, uh, for his people and, um, you know, no massive stories that made national news no, or had no, somebody not, dis- not, nothing at all. Hang on a second. Or- Chris, what, what the hell is this? Here we go again. Ah, oh, shit. It's Earl. Um, hello. Goodness. Earl. Oh boy. How does one get into this? So if you had told me last week, that the winner of the Royal Rumble and the beginning of the road to WrestleMania would be the number four most important thing <laughs> to talk about this week, I would say you were crazy. If you had told me in the middle of the week, hey, yeah, there's this Netflix deal, and yeah, Dwayne's back in the company as I, a fucking board member. I even forgot about that. I literally forgot about it until you just said it. <laughs> I would have said, yeah, what, what's bigger? Like, did I don't know, did Tony Khan, like, fucking crash a plane? Like, what happened, right? Right, yeah. No. Vince McMahon is once again in the news and also, once again, no longer a part of WWE as a business. Or TKO or, or TK- anything. Or, or whatever you want to call it. Any um, business. He is businessed out. 86 yes. VKM. Yes. Uh, Thursday afternoon, a a lawsuit was filed against Vincent Kennedy McMahon, WWE, and John Laurinaitis. Mm. Uh, It was filed in the District of Connecticut on Thursday, reported upon by the Wall Street Journal that same afternoon. And uh, the lawsuit came from, uh, let, let me get her name correct, Janelle Grant, who was one of the uh, one of the folks who was uh, under an NDA mm-hmm. from the whole Vince McMahon sexual impropriety uh, to do that. Well, last, last year. year. Yeah, that was that was last year it was the, the cause of his original retirement yeah. from WWE. Um, she was one of the folks who was getting the hush money payments mm-hmm. and he was. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he forgot to pay one or chose not to pay one. Yeah, it's probably the latter, sadly. Yeah. So therefore, uh, she decided, A, I'm going to out myself, uh, even though uh, months ago it was outed by uh, a known Internet shitbag uh, Brad Shepard. Yeah, um, yeah, fed, she fed just, by WWE, apparently. Uh, apparently. Um, but uh, she outed herself and filed a comprehensive 67-page lawsuit, not only describing the nature of her relationship with Vince McMahon, uh, not only describing uh, issues and altercations between her, Vince, uh, uh, Johnny Ace, mm-hmm. uh, 
someone who is named as a former UFC heavyweight champion and former WWE champion who was under contractual negotiations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Yes, of course. Ronda Rousey. Well, yeah. Actually, you know what? This week, fucking Ronda Rousey joined us on the resistance. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, it's bizarre a world we're living in right now. And of course, the the primary charge is uh, sexual assault, and more importantly, sexual trafficking. Yeah, um, because Which is not something again we expected no, no, to be no. a part Th- of this. Things were were being set up, uh, I believe, in Connecticut to happen in New York. So that's technically mm-hmm. uh, trafficking cross across lines. state lines. Yeah. So, if you have not read the the details, the salacious details, whether by reading the the lawsuit itself, reading the very in-depth uh, Wall Street Journal article, mm-hmm. or uh, the even more in-depth like 30-page breakdown from Dave Meltzer in this week's Wrestling oh, wow. Observer newsletter, who, man, that guy had a week. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. He wrote like three three issues in one yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Well, he it literally in the middle of the week because they're they're online only now. He like posted yeah. you know the the Netflix story and the oh, Rock okay. story and the Okada story early because those were going to be the top stories. <laughs> Dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still in there, but still bumped all the way down. If you don't know the salacious details, I'm just going to say this right now. You're better off for it. Just yeah. know it's very very bad and I very graphic. It, it, remarkably graphic. Yeah. Um, without again, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the details because it's just, there's a line for me where it, like it, it goes beyond like, Oh, this is, this is fucked up and we can have fun with this. Yeah. And then it's just, there's fucked up. Yeah. And this goes way across that line. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, for, God, at least 25 years now, uh, 26 years, almost 27, you know, the since the Montreal screw job, Vince McMahon in kayfabe and, you know, perception being reality has been painted as a monster yeah. in business. Mr. McMahon. Yes. Mr. McMahon painted as, as you know, this this conniving uh, a figurehead of an org that, you know, uh, controlled its talent and took over territories and all of that. Turns out that was the good side of Vince. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, with, and again, we're not going to get into the details, but no, with, no. The, with the details that came out, yeah, the specificity in which they were described lends credence to a lot of other earlier allegations uh, yes. from years past. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't become this comfortable with uh, the nature of acts and more importantly, descriptions of them. Like you don't do that on the fly with someone new. This yeah, is, no. this is learned behavior, especially when you're 70 fucking years old. Um, that's also a power play. I, I, I mean, um, absolutely. This is, this, thing. Is, this is completely a, a power and degradation to do. Yeah. Uh, what it perhaps is the most eye opening aspect of all this is, Vince McMahon texts like a Pornhub comment reads. 
I was that was the one thing that raised my eyebrows about this to make me yeah. think uh, that doesn't really seem to be in character. Like the guy who can't stand anybody sneezing around him is yeah. going to text a capital letter U instead of spelling out Y O U yeah. and misspell the word pussy. That doesn't seem like something he would no, misspell. No, that, that does not seem like him. But all it was just like a very heavy breathing <laughs> which, <laughs> sort of thing texting, which is which, gross. you know, uh, certainly would line up with everything else. And, and that's the other thing about this this lawsuit. If you have the stomach and you take the time to read it, provided the texts are real and everything I, I have heard. I mean, even Dave Meltzer this morning was like, you know, I've seen and been privy to and have had conversations with Vince over text. If these are fake, they are an incredible Vince impressionist. Oh, okay. All right. So, so that that's how he put it. That's how I'm taking it. And with that, look, it's a lawsuit. Vince's, unless he settles, which mm. undoubtedly could happen here. Could, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, putting my eggs in that basket. But unless he settles, you have to look at it as, okay, this is the accusation. And it is. It is a very in-depth one. Yeah. And what I will say is, because I'm sure that there are, and I've been very lucky to not be around wrestling Twitter this weekend. I've actually been around wrestling this weekend, but not wrestling Twitter. And I've been the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there are people going, well, well, you know, it's, it's, it's played up for the lawsuit. You know, it's, it's, you know, uh, he deserves his day in court. All right, cool. I'll give you that. I will give you that because that's in the fucking constitution and everything else. Right. Well, you know, other people can shit on the constitution. Why can't we? I mean, fair point, but I mean, well, I, that was a poor phrasing. It just, I mean, <laughs> you know what? Actually it's kind of appropriate. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was not intentional. It's just a turn of phrase. I will say this. The texts give very strong credence to everything else as uh-huh. laid out. Yeah. This is a remarkably untenable position for TKO as a business. I recognize Vince resigned Friday night, half hour into SmackDown. What did I tell you, Chris? It's going to be like around five o'clock Eastern time Mm -hmm. or eight o'clock Eastern time because that's five Pacific. Yeah. We're going to bury it. It was a fucking business. It was 830. It was fucking 530 in the afternoon in L.A. and that's when they put it all out there that, that yeah. he was stepping down. And, and it wasn't until after Slim Jim revoked their sponsorship because yes. of this Slim Jim, the savior of the day here. You know what? Shout out Slim Jim specifically yeah. shout out the guy who has to interact with WWE for all of these things. Right. And, and here's why I give shout out to him. Point one, he what or he or she. So let's go today. They were the one to say, you know what? We have a, we had Slim Jim yeah. have a standard higher than this. We, the meat stick company, yeah. have a higher standard than this. I know. And then two, the minute that happened, that dude went, fuck, it's a Friday. All right. Uh, I, we're, we're good. We're good. We're just going to keep doing what we're going to do. <laughs> I kind of just went, I, I, I had a tough day. We're not really going to drag this out any further. Yeah. Everything is ready anyway. So just, you know, put, put all your stuff up for us and, uh, we'll figure it out from there. I did hear that apparently there was an unnamed, but there was a, a big time sponsor who had had conversations with 
WWE TKO about, you know, future, uh, future instances of working together who pulled out immediately mm-hmm. once all this came out. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't blame them because Jeez. again, this, this is the, there's no walking this back. No, the, the genie is out of the bottle or the Pandora's box has been fully opened and demons are swirling around <laughs> WWE headquarters Yeah, uh, because what has been said and put in this lawsuit cannot be unsaid. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and again, even if, even if uh, there's a, a settlement or even if there's some kind of criminal charge that eventually happens and Vince is exonerated. Yeah. This is still out there. Exactly. And, and, and again, Yes, maybe, maybe some of it's played up. I I will play devil's advocate. I will give you that. However, the evidence supplied certainly indicates that some percentage is true and it feels like a high one. Yeah. He'll get his day in court or he'll just pay it off because he's got more money than anyone needs. However, there's now some kind of difficult questions about TKO as a business. There's a lot of them, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I mean, also, buyer's remorse on Netflix this week. Like, uh, right. there, was, there was literally a quote on uh, on Wednesday, I believe it was, where the CEO of uh, Netflix, Ted Sarando, said he was, quote, super excited about the WWE deal. Um, I mean, I'm- on paper... It's a great yeah. deal for them. Oh, I mean, oh, it is. It is. As, as we've said, WWE is is a freight train running around making – well, I mean, at least until Thursday. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, if last night was – you know, they put 40,000 people in the trop, um, yeah. which was sold before, you know, all this happened. Exactly. We I don't, I don't think how, there were people who sold their tickets on Friday night. There may have been a handful, but not a not, but, a but not a significant. Number. Yeah, 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 not not enough where like oh the the tor- the tarps are out. You yeah. know, it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. Oh, this looks like a collision taping. Tough Hand time the bulldozers. Let's turn this place into a parking lot. Right, right. No. <laughs> None of that happened, but there are implications, though no one is named. There are implications mm-hmm. that there are. Uh, four or five members of the board yeah. who were aware of these details uh, during the initial investigation. The one that caused Vince to leave, the one that ultimately got reversed when Vince went, no, 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 I'm coming back to the board. Fuck you guys. Uh, so someone knows stuff. Someone knew likely detailed stuff. I think um, it's more than someone. I yeah, think it's and few people. Ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I think, you know, I think that there are a number of top level people in the prior existing WWE uh, infrastructure that are uh, hand wringing and sweating profusely uh, at this moment. And we might have seen one of them last night in, in the wee hours. Uh, yeah, talking trying to, to play cool, but trying failing. to talk to the Internet. Literally. literally. Oh, good. God. We'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah. Um. For me, one of the things that was very clear upon digging into all of this, uh, beyond, of course, holy shit, this woman's poor life, yeah, uh, was I suddenly understood the rapid turnaround of Stephanie McMahon as a leader of WWE, mm-hmm. because I've no doubt 
she came back to the company. It was, you know, going to be her, Nick Khan, and Hunter running the thing. And I'm sure the thought process was, oh, you know what? My dad's been through a lot of allegations and a lot of lawsuits in the past. She clearly, at least based off of the fact that she took the 9-11 episode of SmackDown to turn it into talking about how the government went after her dad, she clearly is on his side in a lot of this. Uh, but then the yeah. investigation happened. Yeah. And she left real fucking quick. Yeah, she got out of Dodge. And maybe, was that around the same time that uh, the alleged... Um, Issues between her and Paul were, came out as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't remember timeline. timelines, yeah. uh, but would, it would not be surprising because Nick Khan's still there. Oh, yeah. No, Paul I, think, I think Nick Khan is bulletproof at this point. Um, but what did he know and when? Like that's that, that is the question. If I am a stockholder in TKO, in Endeavor, in in UFC, in that that conglomerate, yeah. these are the questions I need answered. Who knew what when? Especially looking at the makeup of the people at the top on yeah. WWE. What did Nick Khan know and when? What did Paul Levesque know and when? I mean, Kevin Dunn fucking bounced. I don't know if he knew the writing was on the wall, but he bounced. I feel like he may have. And I also feel like maybe this is why Shane has distanced himself from the company, at least the corporate side of things for so long. It's certainly possible. Obviously it's all speculation here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And even Wade Keller last night, I think it was Wade Keller uh, reported that um, uh, Stephanie uh, is, is not allowing Vince to see her daughters. Yeah. you know, and again, yeah, yeah, not, not, not great. Not great. But I mean, if I were in a position and I had two young daughters, I would not want them anywhere near Vincent Kennedy McMahon either. Yeah. I, I, I certainly wouldn't blame them with all of the things that we have heard and become aware of now. Now, Chris, I'm going to run down a quick list of names. Okay. I wonder why I'm running down this list of names. It'll come together in a minute. Uh, the weekend, Adam okay. Levine, Ben Affleck, Mark Wahlberg, Tyler Perry, LL Cool J, Sylvester Stallone, Calvin Harris, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel, Anthony Kiedis, Flea, uh, Michael Bay, Guy Fieri, uh, Trey Parker, Cam Newton, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, Maria Shapova, Serena, Re- Serena Williams, and Venus Williams. Why am I listing those names? Uh, at first, I thought it was a, a comparison to a Weinstein uh, situation. Well, that, that, is, that is not it. Now, unless things have changed throughout the years, this is the list of people who back in 2016 bought into Endeavor and are part owners, my, my, uh, minority, minority. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of the UFC. Wow. I don't know what happened with the ownership of these individuals when the TKO merger occurred or if they were even involved because, you know. 2016 was a very long time ago. I will <laughs> However, all of these people, if they are still involved in this, they are now attached to this. Hmm. Interesting. If, I hadn't, I'm uh, them, if I'm them, I want someone's fucking head on a platter right now. God, Just, I can't wait for that episode of Conan O'Brien needs a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Stephanie McMahon tells all. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> fucking CM Punk level shoot on Conan O'Brien yeah. needs a friend. Oh my Good God. God. 
Yeah, then Stephanie turns on Sonam Obsession and, you know, they aren't friends anymore. Uh, anyway, anyway, that, that, is, that is a deep, deep, deep fucking cut right That's there. That's right, man. We, we um, record for us. <laughs> uh, it, it is a very ugly situation. It is not going to get better in the short term. No, likely get worse. Long term? I mean... We've started to see a lot of the old guard get turned around in WWE. The slowly, aforman- uh, slowly but they're getting there. The, the, the aforementioned Kevin Dunn is gone. Yeah. Vince, again, gone. Yeah, Laurinaitis was, was out since last year. Exactly. He was gone ages ago. Yeah. Uh, Vince was sidelined even before all of this. Oh, and, and, and how soon I forget. Area Manual is, is the head of Endeavor. Yes. He's Vince Vince's personal agent. <laughs> he has to know, right? Uh, I'm. Uh, I mean, all I, I know I, about I, I the lives of agents come from Arliss and Entourage, so yeah. uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, uh, I don't want to put a tinfoil hat on on in, in any of this, but it's just there needs to be answers. Fucking, uh, they announced their stockholders call is going to be the end of February. Oh, that'll be fun. That would be fantastic listening. Once you get past the boring number section. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. if I'm any of those people, I want to know. So let's, let's look at some of the other stuff of the week, because again, it'll all come together. So we had this Netflix deal, mm-hmm. 10 year deal, mm-hmm. five billion dollars with a b yeah that's a lot that's a lot of cheddar for as it was put monday night raw okay so that's a pretty big jump 260 plus million dollars a year to 500 million dollars a year for monday night raw moving (laughs) raw from cable television to a streaming exclusive product although there's a weird three-month gap that they're going to have to figure out i don't know if you you good luck with those negotiations right now motherfuckers (laughs) yeah exactly like (laughs) fantastic you're going to be on fucking court tv in many many ways (laughs) yeah (laughs) just rebranded tv right um Good God. That's a Turner Uh, uh, thing i think actually (laughs) yeah you know what it'd be even weirder um so they had this deal and stock went up and everything. Let's take a little closer look at that deal because yes, it is for raw in the U S raw, just to stream live, just to stream live, not raw uh, in the U S not, not to, Oh, I missed it last night. Let me pull on Netflix. No. Oh, well, I mean, I, I believe you'll be able to, oh, to really? watch it after it airs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. However, this deal includes internationally SmackDown. NXT and all the pay-per-views. Hmm. So if you start adding up that money, is it a good deal? I mean, yeah, they got fucking $500 million a year when you combine how much they're going to be paid for this whole chunk. Mm-hmm. Plus uh, the, the USA SmackDown deal mm-hmm. plus the you know, CW what, NXT the CW deal. deal plus the remaining the years deal. of the Peacock deal. They're making a billion dollars just to show up. Yeah, nothing to be sad about. But if you look at the increase, it's not as big as anyone wanted. Also, they're locked in, in theory, for not just a decade, but two. The way the deal is structured is at five years. Netflix can say we're good and bounce. Yeah. 
they say we're going to do it, okay, they continue on to 10. They have the option to pick up for 15 or even 20 years. Now, I assume there's probably a bump in money at 15 and 20. Sure. But the WWE in changing that, yeah, that's the thing. The WWE in taking this deal is basically saying, yeah, this is the best we're going to get for a long time. Yeah, that's a lot is a long time. And crucially, internationally, this is the best we're going to get for a long time. Yeah, I don't know if this means, you know, once like. Peacock goes up. Oh, it's just going to swoop right into Netflix once USA goes up. And God, I think it's supposed to be like 2030, which just sounds weird to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if that means Netflix gets to swoop in and get that. If the CW deal ends, they just pick up NXT for the States. You know, I don't know what that looks like. What I do know is they're locked in, in theory, for a very long time. They're going to be fine as a business. Or it could totally tank and they're out in five years. True, true. But hey, they've got five years of runway ahead of them, making a billion dollars a year on television. Again, just to show up. They don't need hot angles. They don't need big time main eventers. They don't need to pack arenas. They just show up. Billion dollars. Not bad. Uh, But it's not what everyone wanted. And of course... That was on Tuesday, on Thursday, all this comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Ari Emanuel's phone was blowing up and it's a Sarandos comma Ted. <laughs> so we'll see what comes of all of this. I, I mean, who knows if there's like a, a fucking like, I don't know. Uh, oh, God, what's the word? Uh, sort of like a conduct rule, like basically morality the, clause, morality clause. Thank you. That, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Maybe there's something like, oh, if if this breaks bad between now and I think they take on 2025, mm-hmm. like they do. They have an opt out. Do they have yeah. a way to get out? <laughs> because if I if I'm them and that's an option, I might want to think about it. Oh, I mean, the stuff from last year was definitely out in the ether for them to consider before signing this deal. And that didn't. Hinder, that's true. Um, them, but also wasn't Netflix uh, producing some kind of a uh, uh, expose on Vince? They were producing a Vince McMahon documentary, which they had to go back and re- it was a uh, uh, what's his name from the Ringer? Um, used to be ESPN. Bill Simmons. Yes. Bill Simmons was producing it, so they made one version of it, and then the Last summer, yeah, summer twenty two stuff happened, and they're like, okay, we need to shoot more stuff. Literally. Dave Meltzer last week was shooting additional footage <laughs> for that version. Right. Well, he'll, he'll get a call back. <laughs> he, he literally was saying on, on uh, one of the episodes this week, like, well, I guess I have to record even more now um, because, you know, that that's going to be out there. It's going to be very weird, by the way, to be like, here's the WWE and here's the monster that is the man who created it. Well, um, I mean, you know, I can't wait for the A24 movie in 10 years. I know. Right. Um <laughs> But you know who else is going to be interesting in all of this? The new people, the new $30 million man, Dwayne Johnson. I thought he only had seven bucks. Well, that's where he started. Not a, not a bad move, you know, started seven and 30. Well, it's stock. Yeah. But he signed apparently back uh, in early January. So January 3rd was apparently when he signed, but he's now on the board. And crucially, he is now the most public face Mm -hmm. of TKO. 
Yeah. Which is and, pretty crazy. And what is his image? What, what is he seen as? He's a safe, family-friendly guy. Yeah. Bring the whole family to the movie. You're not going to be bummed out in the end. So much so that he pushes against scripts that have bummer moments. <laughs> it's going to be a happy time for everyone. And by the way, I work with probably the most monstrous human being in a very long time. Yeah. Don't worry. He'll put himself over. I, I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But his entire image as a star is built around this safety. I, I saw someone the other day describe him as the most asexual leading man in Hollywood. They're not <laughs> wrong. There's nary an ounce of romance in this man. Like yeah. he's had partners on screen. Like Nev Campbell was in fucking skyscraper. skyscraper. Yep. Weird. <laughs> but was there anything there? Was there any chemistry at all? No, because we no. want to see him punch things and stuff go boom. They were divorced, I think, in the... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what he hears on the film Skyscraper. <laughs> so this guy is in the midst of trying to turn his public image around. Yeah, after he mishandled uh, Black Adam so, so terribly. So he's like, all right, I'm going to sign back up and do another fast movie. I'm going to I'm going to try to do something serious with this smashing machine movie about one of the original UFC fighters, Mark mm -hmm. Kerr. All right, I'm going to align myself once again with WWE. Yeah, get that goodwill built back up there. And what did Vince do? What's up? What's going on? I'm sorry. Huh? He did he did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Let's 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 roll that back. Like I get to see him looking at his phone and it looks Almost like Andre the Giant holding a beer can in his hand, because uh -huh. I assume that's just what a normal phone looks like in The Rock's hand. Sure. And he's just, because he, he has glasses now, he's got them on, you know, down, down at his nose, and he's just scrolling through and just like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> and congratulations. That's now part of your image publicly. Yeah, that's not, for somebody with that uh, image in the public eye to to need to have to go out there and talk about this is less than ideal for old Dwayne. Yeah. Um, although he probably won't have to deal with it. And, or if he does, he'll deal with it better than the current head of creative one, Mr. Paul Levesque. Ooh, did he shit the bed last night? <sighs> Boy. So after the rumble last night, they, as they are now known to do, because another company did it and seemed to get some success from it. So fuck it. We'll do it our way. Yeah. They had a post-show press conference. The majority of which, uh, I think Bailey and, and Cody were the, the two primary interviewed before uh, Makes Paul. Sense. Um, basically... Uh, if you recall the lines that were fed to Lisa Simpson to ask Mr. Burns, <laughs> those are the type of questions that come out here. Like there's, there is literal people from all over wrestling media. Oh, oh Nick Hosman was there. turns out weird. Yeah. Um, all over wrestling media. And it's basically like, so Bailey, what was it like to win the rumble? Was it really cool? And yeah. that is what they do. You know, it's like a middle <laughs> schooler asking questions. But it came up with Cody and Cody says, you know, allegations are terrible. We were learning about everything the same time you were, which you know, turned out to be a company line, but go ahead. Well, 
I believe it with Cody. With Cody, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cody didn't know shit. Cody doesn't need to know shit. Cody's worried about his fucking bus and his dog and his wife and his kid. Like, yeah, he's on he's on performer time right now, not EVP time. Yeah, yeah. Although it was a very EVP type answer. Yes, uh, because he was asked (laughs) as a former executive. Yeah. Um, and he just was like, you know what we need to do as as a locker room is come together and and you know do what we can to you know uh ensure a positive environment like he gave he gave the right answer yes tip of the hat to cody dude clearly pr trained oh no he's very good on that side of things that's why yeah. he was the like outward face when AEW was getting off the ground for the longest time yeah um despite that god awful fucking tattoo that yeah. still boggles the mind yeah uh, cannot wrap my head around it. I don't know if it's true, but I remember some people pointing out it looked bigger once he went to WWE. I don't know if he got it touched up. <laughs> Just because, because it's like, mm, maybe, maybe it is a little bigger. Those, those colors do look a little brighter. And maybe, anyway, uh, no, I'll tell you that. So Paul Levesque gets up to the booth. And he's taking questions. And a lot of them are just him being like, oh, you know, Andrade, it's it's great to have. Oh, Andrade came back, by the way. Guys. Yes. Yeah. Andrade's back. And, you know, that's so great. You know, uh, maybe it wasn't the right time for him last time. But, you know, it's a good time for him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the booking goes in another month on that guy. And he, by John Alba, shout out John Alba, gets asked about the events of this week. And everything that came out with Vince McMahon. And Paul fucking scrambles. Hmm. He was not ready for this. Which how are you not ready how for are this? You not re- like, first of all, the fucking beginning of one of your key entrance songs is Are You Ready? You should be ready at all times, Paul. <laughs> he even did the Are You Ready bit on like to hype people up on the pre-show. And it was pretty cringe. <laughs> Nevertheless, he does this whole answer that starts with, well, you know, it's been a really great week here for the business. (laughs) Has it? Okay. Great beginning half of the week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's see. On one hand, Dwayne's back, which I'm sure he probably has some feels about, but Dwayne's back and you got this Netflix deal. Yeah, that's really cool. Also, by the way, your father-in-law is a fucking monster and the entire planet knows about it now and it implicates you very, very closely. Very closely. And his response was also, I haven't had a chance to read anything. I don't know what's in the lawsuit. I've been too busy. And he's job to know. He even said, and that's, well, he said, I I found out about it the same time as everybody else. And then he said, and that's the truth. Uh, Paul, that's a fucking lie. You were on the board, my dude. You voted him out. You did the coup. You did the the Kendall Roy coup, succession-wise, man. You you called the board meeting to vote the old man out. Uh, Just lying through his teeth last night. Yeah. Poorly. How... How do you not have a just a prepared statement would have been fine. Literally, you at least addressed the fucking topic and not say, well, we're not going to focus on the negatives. Brother, the negatives outweigh any positive that you have. The negatives are fucking screaming at all times that that ringing in your ear. That's not tinnitus. That is the negatives. Yes. 
dude fucking like he even got asked oh you know did this have something to do with you know your you know uh vince departing and coming back and all like he he was asked at point fucking blank and look all you can say is you know it's a, it's an on it's, this is such an easy answer it's an ongoing legal situation mm-hmm. that implicates the business i am not in a, in a place where i can comment any further on it yeah and then go but we are committed to having a safe locker room and safe working environment for all talent. That's all you need to say. Is it a fucking PR dodge the bullet answer? Yes. percent. But you turn it around and go, look, we can't talk about this because of this. However, I just want you to know we're doing the right things. Yeah. That's a proactive uh, approach, which was not what was taken last night. Tony Khan answered a lesser charge. Yeah. A lesser accusation in a far better way. And I will tell you his answer was shit too. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, but he at least directly addressed the situation. Like dude completely shit the bed. Like there, there, there's no other way to look like every single person who took in, like <laughs> you could have played, the fucking Billy Madison, everyone is now dumber for having heard it. Yeah. Soundbite at the end of his fucking rambling response. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, a member of the board on TKO, I'm, uh, I don't know yeah. if this guy's the guy, despite his, um, you know, alleged links to this whole story and being corporate officer number one, two, three, or four, or whatever the fuck he is. Yes. He's I, I do not think uh, that he is at this company at the end of the year. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if it's that, or he gets demoted to strictly creative or or something like that booking and not CEO or whatever the fuck he is now. So what, what happens next, Chris? I mean, yeah, there's a lawsuit. Yeah, there's going to be either Vince going to have his day in court or Vince is going to settle. Vince is going to settle. But I refuse a settlement. If I, I obviously I'm not a survivor of sexual abuse, so I, yeah, I, I was going to say speak it sounds like she's, mindset. she's dealing with some rough PTSD. It, sure, sure, and uh, you know, kudos to her for going through with this, and you know airing all of these just horrible her names uh, out there her faces out yeah, there There's everything photo in the wall street journal article like i mean her live life was already ruined by vince uh, yeah. allegedly i guess i have to say um but you know the bravery it takes to come out and do this if and again i don't know what she's actually feeling but if i'm in that situation just for my own you know i would stick through and not take a settlement because i want to see this fucker go down yeah. You know, you don't go through all that and putting all this information out there to not follow. And she might. And that's fine if that's what she wants to do. I'm just right. saying if I were in that position, I'd be like, let's burn this motherfucking place down. I, I, I could not agree more. And there is still so much rot left. Mm-hmm. Brock yeah. Lesnar was supposed to return at the Rumble last night. Yep. He was removed from the Rumble. And someone very smartly did find replace B R O C K B R O N. <laughs> Literally, Braun Breaker did everything that Brock was supposed to do. That is why he had the stare down moment with Omos. Yeah. Because that was supposed to be Brock. And of course, the last time we really saw Brock was when he was going against Omos. So there you yeah. go. 
And uh, he had one with a Walter, too, with our Gunther. Uh, right, right. And, hey, that would have been fun. Um, Ronda Rousey pops on Twitter and says, as long as Bruce Pritchard is there, Vince is there. Basically just says Bruce is Vince's puppet. I mean, that's not anything we didn't know, but to yes. hear that, but to hear from that, somebody who was there for a long time, and not only that, from somebody who's also kind of a terrible human being in their own right. Yeah, you know, it's the for the worst very per- different reasons. Worst person you know makes a great point. The uh, Onion article pops yeah. up right there. It's just like, wow. All right, if, if fucking, I, I, I said it to you the minute you said it, but uh-huh. as soon as I read that article, I could see it was that dude's face. Yeah, that poor, yep. poor stock photo guy who is now the worst person <laughs> in the world. Um, she has been at the top of that company. Like this is, yeah, it it is. I recognize it's not the same because her run at the top was nowhere near as long. But this is almost like a Hogan going, "Yeah, brother, you know Vince is a terrible guy, dude." Like. Which what? he would never do. He would never do. He would no. never do. I'm sure there are bodies buried from him that Vince knows about. Like that. Oh, sure. There, there is. There is literal some, bodies, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, considering Not he, just, yeah. he was trying to make the whole DUI for his son go away. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out uh, body cam footage on that one. Um, that there is a, a, a top star who just left, who it, who did not leave in as far as we can tell an embittered situation. This isn't they like Bret Hart in 98 yeah. going, Oh, you know, Vince is a motherfucker where you kind of go, mm, maybe, maybe there's some, some tension there. She left as far as I know on good terms. Yeah. She did very quickly after going, Oh, I'm leaving wrestling. Go, oh, I'm going to work a ring of honor tag match for yeah. fun. <laughs> um, and some indies too. And some indies. Yeah. Uh, that says, a lot to me yeah. that about how much his uh, his shadow still looms over things backstage. I mean, it's been his company for forty years. Oh, yeah, I, he's the <laughs> his <laughs> fingerprints are fucking everywhere, and also this looms across the entire fucking business. Yeah, because now, it, let's say you are an outside observer of professional wrestling. You've heard terrible stories over the years. Shout out Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. You've heard terrible stories over the years. Well, this is the guy of professional wrestling for the world. Mm-hmm. He, he's your your Steve Jobs, your Mark Zuckerberg, your uh, your Donald Trump of pro wrestling. He's the face. He's the man. Without him, what we know as pro wrestling today would not be a thing. Every single bad story you have heard, every single bad story that has come up, every single bad story that you'll hear in the future now has a little bit more weight behind it. Yeah, like when he showed up when Jimmy Snooker was arrested with a briefcase of money and then left with it. He is a sweet jungle savage. Don't Mm -hmm. worry. Yeah, let's Um, get the fuck out of here. You know, if if you hear like the, the fucking plane ride from hell story. God, how much more nightmarish does that now feel? It sounded terrible at the time, but mm-hmm. now you also know one of the people responsible for this group of drunken idiots would have done terrible things if he had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So now there's a parlor or cast across fucking everyone. Yeah. So Pritchard's still there. I know you're going to love what I say this. Michael P.S. Hayes is still there. Yep. That if, guy. 
if I'm TKO, I start looking at people whose contracts or tenures start with 19 and yes. just start cutting. Yeah. I don't care who you are, what you do, what importance you are. You can be replaced. Fucking, yep. fucking 2000 and after only, man. Like, just start cutting uh, because they are toxic. Whether they recognize it or not, they come from bad stock. Yeah. And it's time to just flush it all away. And you've, and you've like, just saying that, thinking back over the past couple of years of people who have been let go from the, like a Bill DeMott. Yeah. Um, like, uh, oh my God. Canyon Seaman or, um, who was the other guy? The, uh, the snivelly little guy, Carano, Mark Carano. Yeah, Mark Carano. Oh my God. Oh, and, and also some of the stories over the years, the fucking Ashley Massaro story. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. tribute for the troops. That those accusations, but at the time sounded like, oh, I don't, I don't know if those are true or if she's very, very deeply sick. Well, it turns out she might have been very deeply sick because those allegations were very fucking true. Yeah. Yep. It all like it, it just makes you think back of all of these other separate scandals that you always had that ear of that eye of, huh? I don't know. Now it's like, oh yeah, that fits. This is yeah. a pattern. This yeah, is a it, pattern it, it, of abuse and um and power and um just just awfulness behind the scenes. Absolute power corrupting absolutely. Yeah. It's 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 what it is. And uh you know, it sucks. I mean, like there's there's no better way to put it. Because if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, we've been talking 45 minutes about this. We've been talking 45 minutes about it. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're here because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Indirectly, mostly. Indirectly. Yeah. But still, you're here because of Vince McMahon. Yeah. That's why we're fucking here. Yeah. Uh, What a wonderful thing to learn about a hobby that has been a part of my life from as young and active age as I can remember mm-hmm. that intrinsically it's all tied to one of the worst human beings of all time. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's all terrible. Um, but you know, despite the company's um, momentum going forward, there do, there does need to be major uh, changes in the um, corporate atmosphere, the yeah. backroom atmosphere, and most importantly, like you said, staffing. Uh, yeah. Anybody who, at even jokingly, was referred to as Vince guys, like especially oh, you, don't forget the ring crew and the uh, those other boys that who were mentioned in this lawsuit, not by name, but of Vince showing photos uh, and them, you know. Warning to take part in this. Oh my god! Like the fucking video. Cr- I mean, again, if if it's all a fraction of truth, who knows if this is just Vince like writing fucking creepy fan fiction? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everybody, get them all out. Get Start them all fresh. out. There's a lot of talented people out there and looking for work. Um, who could you know bring a better, <clears throat> uh, you know, mindset to this whole business and. You know, I'm not saying this. This is not a tribalism thing. This is not my my hatred of WWE as a product. This is about uh, just a certified monster (laughs) who has uh, left his ickiness all over the sport. Yeah. Well, speaking of tossing people out. I guess we got to talk about the Royal Rumble after all that. Don't we? (sighs) 
All right. Well, it's your funeral. Let's go. Uh, so I was unable to watch the Rumble last night. Why is that, Marty? Well, uh, because I was uh, hosting night two of Super Air Fight versus Flying V at the uh, Silver Spring Black Box Theater in gorgeous Silver Spring, Maryland. There was a listener for the Rough House who came out, and I was so surprised that people actually listen and then also spent money to see me do a thing <laughs> among many other talented people. Don't get me wrong that I forgot to ask them for their name. Dear listener, I apologize. I was too goddamn surprised that someone from the podcast was there. Uh, thank you for coming out. Please identify yourself. <laughs> uh, and, and again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I did catch bits and pieces because you would be not surprised to know that someone just posted up their phone in the green room and had the rumble going. Of course. Um, so I saw like, you know, li- little bits here and there. I, I you when you uh, texted me about one of the surprise debuts getting eliminated. Yeah, I had just seen it happen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we we got a women's rebel winner. We got a men's rebel win- rumble winner. We had uh, a four way that uh, oh boy, the reviews are not positive on. Oh, it was um, not good. So uh, let let's go ahead and, uh, and and get into it. Everything that that happened here uh, at the rumble this year, they were uh, at the at the trop as mm-hmm. you pointed out. Uh, it announced fifty thousand plus, but probably more like forty thousand. Uh, and they kicked it off with, uh, with the women's rumble. Is that correct? They did. Yeah. That was the, which they've done. Uh, I think the past couple of years they've started with the, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I got, I got, I, I had some beers last night. Um, (laughs) and if anybody was following on the Twitter, you probably might've picked up on that. Um, but rare form said what I meant and I meant what I said. Um, this was not a good show. Is what I'll start out by saying. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because the (laughs) Rumble is probably one, typically one of the most fun shows of the year. It's probably the most casual, friendly show of the year. It It, it is. I can't tell you how many times it's like, okay, you get a group of people who haven't watched wrestling in a decade, just going to go, all right, let's pick numbers out of a hat and watch. Which is what we did. I didn't win any belts. So that kind of, you know, makes it (laughs) also makes it suck. Who Um, did win, by the way? I I uh, mean, which of the Leica lads took the belts home? uh, God, who? uh, Eric uh, Gorehound won the uh, women's uh, one. And then um, uh, Derek's wife, Amanda, won the the big one, the spinner belt for the men's. Fantastic. Fantastic. She drew. She drew the American nightmare. So uh, there were a number of surprises uh, in the women's rumble, and it started out early as Naomi made her return to WWE as number two. Yeah, and uh, to a great reaction, which is good to see. Yeah, um, you know, I there was definitely a fumbling on WWE's part uh, in letting her um, go back when that whole situation happened. Although it is ridiculous to me about how. They hyped her up so much when she came back after all the terrible things they said about her when her and Sasha walked out. Um, but, you know, that's just that's 
that's the business, brother. Um, you know, I remember them saying that, you know, Na- Naomi and Sasha Banks let the fans down by not being here to defend their titles and all this sort of thing. Like, Naomi's back and she was in TNA and was a knockouts champion. And like, they legitimately said that she was yeah, a yeah. knockouts champion. And I'm sure that was real weird to hear. It was. The knockouts championship shouted. I mean, granted, uh, it was what, two years ago that uh, Mickey James. Uh, Mickey James uh, made a return to WWE yeah. while being a knockouts champion. Yeah. Um, this, by the way, does seem to be a full-time return to WWE for Naomi as mm-hmm. uh, they have merchandise up, which is really just the way to tell that someone's been signed. Sure. Um, Bailey was third, ended up being Iron Woman. Uh, but uh, crucially, I texted Chris before the show because I had heard about this. I texted Chris before the show and I was like, hey, bud. There is a surprise in the Rumble that you're going to be very excited about. Yeah. Uh, my my mind immediately went to AJ Lee. Which, not a bad guess. Yeah. Punk's She's back. In shape. She's in shape. Uh, she'd been kind of teasing things on, yes. on IG. Like, why not? No, instead at number five, the current reigning TNA knockouts champion yeah. and number one crush for a very long time of one Christoph Q like a lot. Jordan Grace sauntered down to the ring. Yeah, which was, I jaw hit the floor. Um, it was yeah. very, very surprising, especially because she came out with the knockouts championship around her waist. Yeah, um, she came out to v- no reaction. Not a shock. <laughs> Not a shock. <laughs> I, I will say the the uh, flying V Super Red Fight locker room was a buzz because yeah. Jordan used to work a lot of you know DC Maryland Virginia Indies so yeah she lived that, right here for a while that locker room you know either knew her or knew her well or had worked with her mm-hmm. so a lot of people were like fucking Jordan's in the Rumble what the fuck and and you know people going like wait didn't she just resign with TNA you know all yeah. that like every everyone's trying to remember what the status was because. Right. You know, fucking Jordan Grace, who's been this impact TNA person for so long, has popped up in the Rumble. Um, so, however, she did get eliminated uh, by Bianca Belair. Yeah, uh, with with a uh, with a KOD. She uh, had a couple of solid spots in there, though. You know, showing off the strength, and um, you know, like the there was a delayed. I think it was her and Ivy Nile doing tandem delay. Um, vertical suplexes and maybe another two, a spot or two showing off uh, her strength there, but you know, a solid showing for a champ from another promotion to pop up there. Yeah. Um, The overall with this women's rumble, I don't, you know, I don't think we need to go through each participant, but it it was noticeable. And I think for a positive that none, there were no old, older um like ruthless aggression or attitude era no victoria no michelle mccool no trish not even trish stratus yeah or alita or 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 anyone uh it was all you know either uh you know smackdown raw a lot of nxt women who i had no idea who the fuck they were um and neither did the crowd because that's pretty indicative of the awful music these days in WWE. I, nobody's fucking theme. Yeah, none of it stands noticeable. out anymore. It's nope. all sounds the fucking same. Um, and then, you know, and then Jordan Grace, who I think was the only non WWE employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, there. The, but that's correct. Uh, but uh, the big uh, addition to the Rumble came in at 28 as Jade Cargill made her in-ring debut for WWE, and it sounds like she was given some pretty big spots 
uh, up to and including being one of the final three. She was, and she did elicit a response. Uh, the crowd, you know, knew her, and uh, she got a good good response. You know, Cole did his thing of putting her over uh, pretty big. Um, it's funny that I, I saw somebody tweet this this morning. I'm not going to take credit for putting it together, but yeah, it's funny how people like your Brian Pillman juniors are, Oh, you know, they wanted me to change my name and uh, you know, to not, and I, I was okay with it because I'm this different person now and all this sort of shit. I want to build my own legacy by dressing yeah, up like my dad. Right, right, right. So yeah. Okay. So that you couldn't keep Brian Pillman jr, but the exact presentation yeah. of Jade Cargill that was used in AEW yeah. is what she's using in WWE. And same for Cody, same for Punk, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. You know, the <laughs> of the final six competitors in both Rumbles, yeah, um, half of them <laughs> just came from a, signed to WWE from AEW. Yeah, yeah, which so, is crazy you know, to think about. Uh, yeah, and and uh, certainly gives credence to that rumor I told you about the other day that apparently uh, Paul watches AEW and yeah. likes AEW. Um, Bailey ended up winning it. Don't hire him when he's fired, Tony. Yeah, don't, don't. We, we terrorizing does not need to be all elite. No. Um, Bailey wins it. Yeah. So, uh, it sounds like the crowd was very stoked about that. Um, so Bailey is going to be in one of the main events. I assume she's going to be going against, uh, whoever, yeah, yeah, I guess it's ES guy, which yeah. I guess blows up, uh, damage control I mean, from apparently that's the story that's you know being told is that she's gotcha. you know the other like dakota kai is like uh you know making a coup with the all the japanese ladies in the in the stable there gotcha. uh, to gotcha. take over damage control so. so basically they went yes dakota your legs all fucked up but we need someone to carry the promos with yeah. bailey <laughs> and therefore yeah. you are leading everyone else in damage i mean control. just having oscar yell in japanese always works for that's me, all but. you need that's all you need. Anyway, yeah. uh, they had a fatal four way for the uh, Universal United International Gal- Galactical Championship. Yeah. Held by Roman Reigns, uh, him, L.A. Knight, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Uh, you'll be unsurprised to hear that Roman retained. Yeah. Well, after interference by Solo Sokoa, you don't fucking Wait, say. What? What? Yeah. So Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, I remember it was. 2014, uh, I was at the Rumble in Philadelphia, front row, me and Justin and his pal at the time, Tori Smith, Um, those great seats and that amazing triple threat Mm -hmm. uh, between uh, Cena, Rollins, and Lesnar, Um, but that stood out as, you know, one of the greatest, I think it's still pretty high regarded as one of the greatest WWE triple threat matches of all time. Yeah, fantastic. It's killer. And Last night you had Reigns and then, you know, uh, Knight, Styles, and Orton, all veterans, you know, no all chippers capable. coming up here. Yes. All capable. That's the point I'm making. They're all very capable. They've been doing this long enough to put on great match. This was not a great match. Yeah. Um, the introductions took fucking 20 minutes. Uh, which, and, and from what I understand, that was after some pretty significant commercials and yes. video packages. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I, I, uh, I recognize, by the way, that's where they put the commercials in for the, uh, you know, non the ad, yeah, the, yeah, ad the, the, the non ad free version of Peacock. But 
they got to figure out a better route for this. Like just fucking yeah. do what Twitch does, which is when you load the feed, just, you know, force them through a bunch of commercials and then just let them watch the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I digress. Go so on. yeah, the, 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 the entrances took forever and then fuck, I, I, I know it's an unpopular and decision, unpopular opinion. And I, I really don't mean to say chauvinistic or, or whatever when I say this, but Samantha urban fucking sucks as a <laughs> ring announcer. I hate her as a ring announcer. I'm sure she's a wonderful person outside the ring. Um, but I just cannot stand her voice. I'm very particular about my ring announcers, as you very well know. Yes. Um, I think I hate her more than Justin Roberts at this point Which, for ring announcing worse than Justin I, Roberts. I, that is a lot. It is a lot to say. Yeah, I know. And she was extra, extra last night. And I was, I, I, it was physically making my blood boil having to listen to her do her job. Um, she, she does kind of sound like she's doing hype for a monster truck rally. Like that it's is just so try hard. It's so cringe to me. I can't yeah. find like just try oh. yeah. as, as you were, as you were. I hate it. Uh, the Roman match was just fucking boring yeah. for a, a four way match. It was boring. Uh, and that was trending on Twitter uh, <laughs> yeah. last night. The, just the word boring, uh, which tells you what people thought of that. Uh, they had a no DQ match for the United States Championship, which is weird. Wait, it was a no DQ match? It's listed as no DQ match. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm misreading the no It ended in DQ. Right? Ended in DQ. Yes. Well, yeah, I was like, wait, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, that totally like, fucks everything up. The finish was a DQ. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, US title, Logan Paul, Kevin Owens. On paper, this sounds like it could have been good. How was it, Chris? The match itself was okay until the finish was stupid. Um, you know, I and I again, I can't believe this is something that I say. I enjoyed Logan Paul as a pro wrestler. Yeah, I think he's super athletic. He took to the sport very quickly. The you know the the storytelling, the psychology side of things. Um, I'm not buying a fucking T-shirt of his by any chance um, right. at any time. And I love KO. I mean, you know, back from his old Ring of Honor days and and through everything that he's done, right. uh, he's always been one of my favorites in WWE. Yeah. Um, and the match was was fun and fine until um, I don't know. A, there was some guy who showed up at ringside. I don't know who he was. It was apparently Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. No, there was another guy who showed oh. up before oh, that it says one of paul's buddies hopped the barricade okay yeah no that idea. makes sense because i have no idea who the fuck that happened who that person was yeah and then why theory and the other guy came out um and then they slipped uh somebody slipped logan paul the knucks the brass knucks and yeah. then owens saw it grabbed him hit a punch on uh paul but uh, as a kayfabe moron, forgot to remove the brass knuckles from his hand. And as the ref was counting three, the ref spotted the brass knucks and DQ KO. Gotcha. Gotcha. So stupid to have a DQ finish on a fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, and then that took us to the Men's Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, what a slog. Uh, one hour, eight minutes, 13 seconds. It felt like five hours long. According to, uh, to the Observer recap, uh, the Usos were the first two out there. Yeah, uh, Evil Us and, uh, and Good Us yeah. were out there. Jay is good and, and Jimmy's evil, by Jimmy the way. And John, Jimmy and John. Jimmy John. I, I did see uh, your, your tweet about being unsure. I'm, I'm always unsure. <laughs> uh, Andrade made his return, as we he mentioned did. earlier. He came in at number four. Um, oh, I realized we forgot to talk about when the women's the rumble. Our truth entered yeah. himself into the women's rumble. Um, yeah. So there's that. That's fun. I, I uh, mean, you know what? Our truth is a national treasure. 
He's just a delight. Yeah. Do you know the the ongoing thing about uh, the Judgment and, Day and Tom well, and Nick and Tom and Nick? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is that is some good stuff. When I was in my uh, hotel room on Monday night, I actually watched Raw. Oh, uh, oh how'd that go? Well, it was on. It was the Raw was on the TV, and I was on my phone. Okay, <laughs> so it was on in the background. I will give them this: the Punk Cody promo was very good. I thought that was a good segment. It was well performed, but yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's of two guys who we have very uh, strong, strong feelings opinion. about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Cody didn't come until 15, so they weren't yeah. giving him an, an Iron Man. Um, and I will say, uh, oh, uh, Pat McAfee was another surprise. A uh, stupid waste of a spot. Yes. Number 22, he popped up from the uh, announce booth. He entered the ring. Omos and Braun Breaker are staring at each other. He looked at them and then eliminated himself. Why, why are you wasting a spot on some stupid comedy? I, I'm sure someone backstage thought it was hysterical. Yeah, probably fucking Michael Hayes, cunt. Um, CM Punk came in at 27. Yeah. And uh, from my understanding, uh, cardio no-go for uh, one CM Punk. Got a little bit of the, the bow belly happening there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, for coming in at number 27. I don't know if it was a throwback to 10 years ago, but he sure spent a lot of time laying under that uh, bottom right turnbuckle. Yeah, uh, Sami Zayn made his return after injury uh, at number 30. Mm-hmm. The final four were exactly who I thought they were going to be. Uh, Punk, Cody, uh, Gunther, and Drew. Drew, Drew McIntyre, yeah. Uh, but, of course, Drew's contract's up in April, so he yeah. is not going to win until he signs something. Although he apparently uh, kicked out one of Cody's teeth on Claymore in the match. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. Get, get Britt Baker on the phone. I mean, she's <laughs> in Florida, right? Um, Isn't there a practice in Pittsburgh, though? I think it's in Orlando. Oh, did she move it down there? Yeah. yeah. Um, Because when Cole moved down there for NXT, Mm -hmm. I think she moved down there as well. Um, Punk Cody were your last two. Punk hit a pedigree on Cody, Mm -hmm. which, as it says here, quote, this didn't get the reaction I think they wanted. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Uh, And then Cody ends up eliminating Punk. I will say I, I saw... God, what a dork. I saw uh, 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 an Instagram story from Punk on Saturday morning where he was in his hotel watching the, I think it was Rumble 94, watching Brett Brett and Luger. Luger, And I saw that and went, oh, God, they're going to do the fucking both Mm -hmm. guys, not the top rope finish. Um, But they didn't do that. Instead, Cody wins. Cody, I assume, now gets to go on to finish the story, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, notable during this, you know, final two situation. Again, two guys who just came from AEW. Um, uh, and B, two guys with previous issues with Triple H. Uh, C, uh, Punk definitely the aggressor and heel on this. Um, saying after, after he did the pedigree, uh, we heard him on the mic on the the camera mics. It picked up him saying, "You didn't think I was going to do that shit, did you?" And uh, <laughs> it was not uh, not dumped out the audio, so you heard that. I was like, "Oh, you can't do that here, Phil." He um, also yelled something about like, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't wait, wait ten years to lose to Dusty's kid. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. immediately losing to Dusty's, Dusty's kid. kid. Yep. So I thought Punk was was going to win this because I, I didn't think they'd go Cody in back to back years, but I was wrong. Um, I. Don't think it's exciting. Um, I, you know, apparently Dwayne's still uh, 
pushing Wayne's, for a WrestleMania match. Yeah, um, uh, the, the there was a story just posted uh, on the Observer. It's it's quoting what was talked about on Wrestling Observer Radio today. That um, here, I'll, I'll I'll just sort of read the the quote as it's laid out. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns versus The Rock still expected to happen in 2024. Um, What uh, Dave said was it's going to be uh, Cody Roman Reigns in a singles match, a Dwayne Roman's reign match, whatever it is, is still happening. I just don't know where Um, there are discussions that are going on, but the, uh, the point is it's still happening. Clearly it's not going to be at elimination chamber in Australia. Okay. Um, But they're, going to do it at some point SummerSlam probably then i did uh and normally i, I don't enjoy the shows with this guy so uh, primarily dave Meltzer does radio shows with uh brian alvarez. alvarez yeah he also does them with garrett gonzalez who is another contributor to the observer and also a real life friend of dave's don't really enjoy the garrett episodes a lot much but he brought up a point that i thought was interesting what if the and granted it would be a while before we have it. But what if they make rock reigns a debut premiere event for Netflix? Uh, I mean, okay. It, it would involve waiting till, you know, 2025. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's, it's not as far away as you think, but it's still a long way away. I, I feel like, Dwayne would want to be in unless they do that like at a stadium, which they certainly could do. They could do Absolutely it at a, at, a, at a dome, two dome shows and or two stadium enclosed shows in a in a month. Yeah, I mean, hey, if if uh, New Japan could do two dome shows back to back, I think WWE can do okay. They can do them, but neither of them sold out, or yeah, maybe yeah. one of them did yeah, well. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, I will now just presume because Cody won, it's going to be Cody Roman at mania 40 and i presume that cody wins because let's be honest they can do rock roman and the belt doesn't need to be involved no that's true but i i thought that they were going to try and have reigns break hogan's record um you know that seemed to be the whole reasoning behind this extra long boring title reign yeah. Um, and again, this isn't hate on Roman Reigns as a performer. He's no, no, really no. It's a performer, it's but the, lazy storytelling. It's lazy it's writing, lazy storytelling, and it's the same shit over and over again. It's repetitive and it's boring. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be freshened up in some way. And I, I think, by the way, having two active world champions for e- one for each brand would help keep things yeah. more interesting. Um, nevertheless. Sounds like uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, or in the middle, Chris. Uh, down, solid down there. I wish I had two more hands so I could give it four thumbs down. <laughs> um, one thing I will add before I hit, uh, you know, the the button that takes us to the AEW side of things. Yesterday morning, I took time took the time to watch Will Osprey versus Josh Alexander from mm-hmm. uh, TNA uh, TNA earlier this month. Um, it's available for free on YouTube. It's oh, okay. Available free on new Japan world. So wherever you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. It's fantastic. It, it is one of the best matches this year, hands down. Um, TNA, uh, they were filming, you know, that, that episode of impact in the same place they did the, uh, the hard to kill pay-per-view uh, okay. two weeks back. Um, I forget the name of this venue. It's in Vegas, but they had it packed and it looked great. Like, right. This is probably the most high rent a TNA show has looked to me in a very long time. Uh, uh, I think it's 
Tom Hannafin, whatever his real name is. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's now doing commentary with um, I can't remember his name. The he uh, former drama, no former drama king. Oh, uh, um, Aiden English, uh, uh, villain guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, that's a commentary team. They're great together. Um, that crowd was super hot. Um, Josh Alexander, I think, is an incredible worker, and I think he is absolutely like going to be ignored as a top tier guy because so much of his career has been in TNA. Mm-hmm. Like he he has not had that breakout run anywhere else, and it's a shame because he's great in this match. Well, maybe he pulls an AJ Styles and uh, you know comes over to WWE and gets a gets a run. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe he gets a run in New Japan. Maybe because they brought him over for a six man not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see uh, the match though. Out of this world, highly recommend it. You know, it's like maybe 25 minutes long. If that uh, okay. really, really good. Osprey busts his ass because he's always wanted to work TNA. Um, even though he'd already worked impact. He, he grew up a, a, a TNA fan. Turns mm-hmm. out there are those who exist that wow. that was their route into wrestling. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, very, very good. Um, nevertheless, though, let's continue on into this company. AEW this week. Uh, interesting week for AEW. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think it was a great follow up to a really good Dynamite the week before. Yes, I, I I'm inclined to agree. Uh, it, it did have some very good matches. It had a weird fucking crowd. Yeah. Uh, had some very good matches. Uh, although crowd. on the overall. Uh, meta side of AEW, looking at the business as a whole, it seems like we are on the verge of something interesting. Um, Tony Khan said uh, on Twitter on Friday that uh, basically uh, AEW 2024 is the next 2021. Of course, 2021 was when Punk came in, Cole came in, mm-hmm. Danielson came in. Yeah. They had you know uh, All Out, which was one of their biggest shows ever. Um, you know, it, 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 it was an incredible show and an yeah. incredible year for the company. <laughs> They've got Osprey coming in. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a healed up Cole at some point. They're going to have a healed up MJF at some point. Healed up Bandito. Healed up Kenny Omega. Phoenix. If, Phoenix. If rumors are to be believed, they're going to have Mercedes Monet. They're going to have Okada. Uh, they will have an incredible group of talent. And also... They are working with CMLL now. Yeah. They they announced uh, for, of all shows, although, you know what, Chris? I'm just going to pat ourselves on the back. They listen. This Friday's Rampage will be filled with CMLL talent as oh. Rampage becomes the unofficial Lucha show of AEW. Hey, that's one way to get me to watch Rampage. Uh, Volador Jr., uh, Mystico. Uh, Mascara Dorada and uh, Hechichiro, Hechichiro, uh, probably fucked it up, uh, but nevertheless, they um, will be on the show on Friday. Uh, they announced uh, last Friday that uh, they were having the CMML, you know, work together, which I assume means Rocky Romero will be there somewhere as well because yeah. he, he talks to those guys too. So um, very cool, very interesting, but. I will also say we've had some stuff uh, over this past week that I don't think really paid off the way anyone wanted. 
So the main event of Dynamite this week was Adam Copeland against Minoru Suzuki. Very odd match. We talked about it last week. Sound like he was doing a little bit of 420 booking and threw that together. (laughs) I am not going to say the match was bad. No, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't wasn't very exciting. No, it, it was. If you have in your mind's eye. All right, so if it's going to be Edge against Minoru Suzuki, there's going to be forearms and hard slaps, and there's going to be a spear, and they might go through a barricade. And nah, 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 nah. Yeah, you check off the bingo card. It's what it was. They did their greatest hits. Yeah. That's all it was. It was interesting to see an Adam Copeland in that type of environment. Yeah. But ultimately, eh, it was fine. So here's and it, it this mindset kind of bled into collision as well. Yeah. I I respect that these guys who have been uh these main event guys, your Adam Copelands, your Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielsons have been yeah. doing this for a very long time and are likely winding down their careers. Yes. I respect that they have a a list of people who they would love to wrestle. Yes. I appreciate that. But does it make for exciting TV for me to see a, you know, 40 plus Brian Danielson fight of pushing 60 Yuji Nagata? Yeah, no. not necessarily. Uh, it, it's it's no. cool that it's happening. It's I'm cool happy that, that they're getting to do this, but it's not exciting for me. And I, you know, this is something that Justin has said many a time on the soapbox. You know, these you know, the old, the the new Japan dads, as we call them. Yes. Um, you know, legendary careers. Absolutely. But, you know, aside from, uh, what, Yuji Nagata, uh, not Yuji Nagata, it was, um, uh, Kojima, Kojima, um, popping up doing machine gun chops. Yeah. yeah he brought in Raiden death and, uh, death stranding, death stranding. Yeah. yeah exactly. away. Um, the most exciting thing to come from any of these matches was bread club, Satoshi Kojima elbow dropping CM Punk in a dick. Um, Truly great. Just, uh, just the highlight of any, my phone, any new Japan dad. I mean, Danielson and Suzuki was, was fun too, but oh sure. Sure. I just, this, if you, if you have this relationship with new Japan pro wrestling, yes. And they have so many great charismatic, exciting physical performers uh looking at you shingo and hiromu um why are those not bring the matches over. that are happening bring them in let's make it happen let's i mean the fucking thing you said it on twitter you you not only said it on twitter <laughs> you got me to do something other than retweet promotional material look i, I called my shot and tag tk in that i yeah. was like all right i, I, I just tony, gotta get this out there tony i know you're listening bud first hi second <laughs> a little acknowledgement would be nice, my dude. Like, come on. Yeah, join the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks. You yes. got it. I you know got you it. got it. You got it, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. It, Turned into Will Ospreay at the end there. Well done. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's it's slowly creeped into my lexicon, and I hate it. But uh, it just kind of blinders in your life. Is that? No, I've never seen an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Will Ospreay's fault. Um, which is something that is never mind. Uh, <laughs> I just. When I when I tune into Dynamite or Collision, I'm expecting fun, athletic, exciting matches. Mm-hmm. 
and that's not always the case with some of these. Yeah, some of these guys. Uh, you know, it's just the 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 main event on on Dynamite was a dud. I haven't gotten a chance to watch Collision yet because I was watching the Rumble last night. Of course, um, of course. But you know, after the highs of the main from the previous Dynamite, that being Samoa Joe and Hook for the title, yeah, to then go with the main event between um, you know Adam Copeland. Uh, you know, Aries, the God of War, uh, of Percy Jackson fame, and um, you know, old Murder Grandpa, who's looking less and less murder each day. It's yeah. just, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it, like, it, it's also, also too on a show, and I recognize Adam Copeland was doing the open challenge gimmick. Yeah, and also apparently he wanted to have this match. Yeah, but like on a show where you are pushing and pushing and pushing the rankings, it's. A, you know, a guy who has lost once in AEW, I think at least, I think it's once in AEW with Edge. And he, then twice. He's lost like, technically twice to Christian because that oh, second yes. match when Christian won the title back. That's right. That's right. Uh, versus a guy who's like one in 17. Yeah, I know. Not great. Not great. And, well, that was the same argument that people brought up with Hook's record is that he mostly beat nobodies or, you know. But few- that's the thing, like fucking. Uh, you can say that uh, that Hook beat nobodies, but he beat people. He did beat some people, yeah. Suzuki has done nothing but dream matches that he loses in. Yes. And he's so, getting paid, so good for I him. Mean, look, I, I love that he's getting paid, and I do think he's very entertaining. But this this was the first one where I'm like, mm, yeah, he did more juice. But, kind of a snoozer. But the rankings, which now also seem to be the lifeblood of the Samoa Joe reign as champion, yeah. We're brought up straight from the jump. Joe cutting a promo in ring, just saying, look, there, I had a match with a guy last week. He built himself up, but uh, you know what? I took him down. I took him out. And everybody else who builds himself up, I'm going to take them down. I thought it was yeah. awesome. And then, and then back to the uh, back of the line you go, my I, guy. I, that, that was so great because fucking Hook comes out and, you know, he does the whole heel champ. Oh, shit. Here comes the guy. Joe, uh, sorry, Hook puts the hand out to shake his hand. Joe shakes his hand and immediately goes, all right, you're now at the back of the line. Security, get this chump out of my ring. Great so stuff. good. So good. Perfect. Perfect so good. stuff. I'm, I, you know, I love Joe as champion. I don't think it'll be a lengthy reign. I'm going to enjoy it while it, as it lasts. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because I feel like it is time to, to strap up our guy Swerve here. Yes, I, I agree, um, especially because he had to deal with what he had to deal with on Wednesday. Talk about that in a second. Uh, Joe stayed on commentary. Uh, he was there for Hangman versus Penta, which I thought was very good. Yeah. However, Penta's now starting to get that thing we were just talking about with Minoru Suzuki. If it's someone of note, Penta will lose in a yep. single match. Yes, which I, I don't like that. Yeah, like I don't, I don't remember the last time he won a match. Yeah, it, it's certainly been a bit. Um, so you know that that's not great. Uh, I was surprised that they sacrificed Trent to Wardlow. Uh, uh, not. It's Trent. Um, <laughs> I mean, Trent's a great competitor, but he's not a, a, anybody like, of note. He's Tony's favorite toy. Like <laughs> it's, it's yeah, inexplicably his favorite toy. I, no offense to Trent. I think Trent's really good, but like yeah. that's your guy. Um, anyway. Uh, so, and by the way, Wardlow is now back to not talking and just power bombing people a lot. So, uh, hell of a, hell of a growth period for him. These past right. few Um, Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo. Tony is fucking amazing. Um, the, the split graphic is fantastic. Deanna is 
so much a natural heel. Yeah. That this is not working for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I, I, she's very talented. I think yeah. the match, if they do a match and not like, oh, here's more goofy shit from Timeless Tony Storm. Yeah. I think it'll be very good. But I don't know who we're supposed to be rooting for in this. Well, I mean, I, I as over as, as Tony Storm is, I guess that's supposed to be it. I don't I don't know. It's it's not super clear. Um, you know, I didn't have as much t- issue following it as, as fucking bully rated with his terrible takes. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved the split screen filter situation. My only concern is that Tony's gotten really good at slipping in some really fun off kilter, um, yes. remarks. Yes. But they're starting to get a little too sexualized. And I'm worried that in this current state of, of yeah, you, wrestling, they were in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tighten up the reins, like, you know, punching her in the box. Uh, yeah. I laughed at, but yeah. Yeah. you know, probably well, not something that should be said. Control. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's, a little, that's a little much. Um, yeah. Uh, I did want to shout out real quick uh, Taya Valkyrie and Johnny TV a being on dynamite, but this new Johnny TV character where I'm pretty sure he's just Ryan Gosling's Ken totally works. I'm totally cool with it. And Taya actually cut a pretty good promo. She came off like a star. She did. Which was, where was this? Yeah. Where is this? She's been here almost a fucking year. (laughs) I know. What the hell? Yeah. The Hardys. They had a match? Well, Jeff did. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, I already exited from my mind. We talk about this every time that something happens with the Hardys. You had your next up guy swerve in a match with a legend in professional wrestling. Sure. No disagreement. Swerve is going to beat one of the top stars of the past few decades. Cool. Jeff was lost. Jeff was sandbagging. The number of times where you could see that Swerve was just looking at him like, what the fuck is even happening right now? Yeah. It was embarrassing. And like, the fact I, that it wasn't over in four minutes. Yes. Yeah. It, it would <laughs> fucking toe to toe. I don't understand that. Um, I don't know. I, 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 AEW does not need the Hardys. Yes. Yes. We, we, I'm going to reiterate a point I've made so many times. Nostalgia in wrestling is toxic. Well, not only it, 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 it's not ongoing. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pop. You're, you get it for the pop. Yes. It lasts maybe a couple weeks, not a couple years. Cause then it just gets sad. Sting is the exception. Yes. Not the rule. Right. Embrace that. I'm with you. I, 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 I watch AEW for the new, the innovative, the, you know, the people Exciting. doing things I've never seen in wrestling before, or yeah. people who never got the chance to do things right. in wrestling, doing it and doing it better than anyone else. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's done everything. He's done everything. And, and he looks he looks like shit. Yeah. And he's now physically unable to do anything. <laughs> it, it, it just was sad. Yeah. Um, 
I will say the backstage promo between Paige and uh, Swerve was fucking great. Um, <laughs> new Year, New, new Year, New, new Year, year new back dumbass. Ass, dumbass. Oh, where's whatever the it was. Where's the shirt? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paige is just slowly anamorphing into Magnum TA at this point, and I'm here yes, for it. Yes. But I mean, that the, mustache is strong. Oh, you can set your watch to it. It's great. Um, Dealer's Choice is what's planned for them next week, which at the time I was very excited about. But now that, that I happened know, last night, uh, it, they announced who it's going to be last night. Oh. Uh, this Wednesday on Dynamite. And gotcha. the, um, the pairings are less than exciting. Yeah. Thunder Rosa. Red Velvet. First of all, why the fuck did you change her music? That the Thunder Rosa's theme song was the best thing about Thunder Rosa. Yes. And two, Not- why is Red Velvet a fucking thing? Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I, look, Brandy's left the company. You don't need to have another find and replace. Good the, God. Wow. Is, is Bron Breaker the... To Brock Lesnar, the Red Velvet to Brandy Rhodes. Is that where we're at? I think I think analogy-wise, that's where we're at. Yes. That's where we're at now. Anyway, Thunder Rosa has been involved in a storyline on Collision involving Julia Hart. In fact, on the road to Julia Hart defending the TNT title at the World's End pay-per-view against TBS. Abaddon. Yeah. Thunder Rosa was getting the wins. Yes. Which was weird enough. Uh-huh. Post-match, Thunder Rosa yells into the camera, Tony Storm, I'm coming for you. There's an entire fucking other angle going on. I don't know, man. Maybe she's maybe she went off script and is calling her shot. I don't know. I, I, yeah, uh, not great. Um, yeah. Sting and Darby are going to go for the tag belts. Um, the acclaimed uh, beat the Mogul Embassy uh, for the trios belts, which... I still don't know why that was a match that the Mogul Embassy get to have right after losing their belts. Nah. Uh, and then, of course, the main event was Adam Copeland and Minoru Suzuki. And then we went ahead to co- to uh, Rampage. And from what I understand, the main event was actually really, really fun. Um, but uh, opening contest was uh, John Moxley defeating Lee Moriarty. Lee getting okay. more time, which I am not mad about. Yeah, no. Um good. Kanasuke Takeshita uh, defeated Chris Daniels in three minutes. Uh, which, cool. I'm surprised it took that long. Yeah. Um, so uh, two weeks from now at Dynamite in Phoenix, it's going to be Chris Jericho against Takeshita. But this week on Dynamite, it's going to be Chris Jericho against Kyle Fletcher. So uh, Jericho okay. still running the Callus family gauntlet. Okay. Um, Ana Jay defeated Ruby Soho, and this was more of the nothing with uh, 2.0. Uh, but the main event was a four-way for a shot at the international championship, which the match then happened the following night on collision. It was Commander Kip Sabian, El Ijo del Vikingo, and The Butcher. And my understanding mm-hmm. is this match was really, really fun. Sounds um, fun. Butcher tossing a bunch of luchadors around. Exactly. And, you know, Vikingo doing his crazy shit, and Commander doing his crazy shit, and Commander got the win so uh, it ended up being commander against uh oc on which was kicked off by the blackpool combat club of john moxley and claudio casagnoli against shane taylor and lee moriarty uh again this was surprisingly good um uh roddy strong was backstage with the kingdom and commander and roddy strong offered uh 
uh, Commander a five-week-long international title reign. He said that they were going to take care of OC for him, and then he, of course, would lose the belt at Revolution. Okay. Um, Commander did not take the help, but Roddy Strong shook his hand anyway and walked away. Okay. Um, OC and Commander said to be very good, and a lot of people are like, turns out OC can work Lucha style. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. In Shikara. I was going to say. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. what he does. Um, Roddy Strong and the Kingdom were ringside. And of course, you know, post-match, there was more build for Roddy versus OC. Which, okay. again, credit on that. Uh, Mariah May and Lady Frost had a match. Mariah May, unsurprisingly winning. But again, what may be surprising is said to be very good. I'm, uh, I'm on the fence with Mariah May. I think for me is she looks like she was from a time machine of 2004 WWE divas. She does look like she should be going against uh, Kelly Kelly. And it's distracting because that's not the, you know, prototypical woman wrestler. I'm more used to watching these days. And I think I'm having a hard time getting over that. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll watch this match with frost and, you know, hopefully she, her work rate. Cause I know she has the work rate. Cause she was in stardom for a while. Um, so, you know, that's just my, that's been my issue with her. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for feeling that way. It, it is, it is a little jarring. The yeah. difference between, you know, the perceived look and what happens in ring. Um, Swear Strickland uh, did a pre tape and he announced Hangman, Hangman Page's opponent for Dynamite was going to be Taya Leone. So Taya Leone <laughs> and Swerve Strick or not Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page will be okay. going on. Apparently, uh, Leone had never been pinned in AEW. So that's why he chose him. Huh. Okay. Been on the losing side of matches. Sure, sure, sure. Never pinned. I will say if this was Bishop Khan. And Hangman, I'd be a little more excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm okay, sure they brawl. And then Hangman Adam Page said he's ready for the match on Wednesday. And he said, uh, I'm not going to tell you, Swerve, who you're facing. You're going to have to wait the whole effing show. To find uh, yeah. That's a bummer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this better only last two minutes. Does Swerve just want to go against, you know, 2001 era WWF light heavyweight champions? Is this <laughs> is this his list? Like, obviously, Danielson has given a list to Tony. Yeah, I want yeah. to beat these guys, and clearly so has Adam Copeland. So Swerve's just like, I want to go against Jeff Hardy. I want to go, go against uh, RVD. Give yeah. me X-Pac. Hell, Bring together X Factor. Bring them all together. Get the Uncle Cracker theme. Let's fucking go. And when he's just like, hell yeah, I was watching then. Let's go. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, hey, Tony, if you're listening, hey, uh, hi. Uh, don't do that. Yeah, please. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, uh, not not what we're looking for. Actually, you know what? If you get fucking Yoshihiro Tajiri back into the States for one match, I'm cool Swerve. with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding is he also really likes Waffle House. So you might be able to just get him a lot of waffles and he'll do it for cheap. Yeah. That's the uh, Leslie Note plan. They call that. Yes. <laughs> um, Eddie Kingston defeated Willie Mack, uh, which I want to see because I like really, really like Willie Mack. Yeah. Uh, Danielson defeated Yuji Nagata. Turns out the guy who's there all the time beat the guy who is yeah. there for guest appearances. Uh, said to be good. 
Uh, Serena Deeb made her return and defeated Robin Renegade. Uh, she put the locker room on notice in a promo afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Don't care was, about Serena Deeb. Then it honestly. was the uh, FTR and Daniel Garcia against House of Black Escape of the Black. Cage elimination match. So uh, each member had to escape the cage for a win to happen? Okay. Exactly. Uh, prior to the match, uh, House of Black beat House down... Daniel Garcia. Yeah. So Mark Briscoe said that, uh, you know, they were, uh, that he was going to fill in for uh, Daniel Garcia. As FTR made their entrance to the ring, the lights cut out. And when they come up, House of Black is beating up uh, Mark Briscoe and (laughs) threw Mark Briscoe off the stage through a table. Okay. Uh, So then it was FTR numbers game, of course. Uh, Daniel Garcia does the big. you know, to seventy six return. He's got a chair and everything, and yeah. uh, he ended up Taped being up ribs. Uh, he ended up being the guy who uh, got the win for the face team after Mark Briscoe slams the cage door into the face of uh, Malachi Black. Okay. So I assume that this feud must continue. See, that's a good ring announcer. It's not that hard, <laughs> but we shall see. Uh, this takes us to Dynamite New Orleans, where apparently they have like fifteen hundred tickets sold. Uh, it's going to be Hangman against Taylioni. It's going to be Swerve against presumably Rob Van Dam, Perazzo against Taya Valkyrie, and Chris Jericho against Kyle Fletcher. Not, it's not a great show. Not a great show, great show. A great show guys. Uh, so hopefully. Uh, Tony is going to stay up till 3 a.m. tonight and come up with a weird fucking match to put yeah. on the show. Send because, the jet to bring over Shingo. Let's go. Yeah, it's, it, it's looking a little lean. It's looking a little lean. And uh, fucking let's run Darby Hiromo. Fuck it. <laughs> I know Darby's got a pay-per-view to look forward to, but yeah, all that. Now, one last question, Chris, before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks, they're back. They've got their whole new heel shtick. Yes, Matthew and Nicholas. How quickly on Thursday do you think they shaved off those mustaches? The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. <laughs>